Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Odd. Got a new job just before I got a stroke, about nine days in. In the morning, I, I did it the Good Friday release, and I was chatting with, with other people from our club, and I was having a great time. Now I came back to the house with, with my wife and the two dogs, and I was pottering around the house, and I went to speak to my wife, and I, that was it. I was thrashing about and my son and his girlfriend came in and they, they said, it looks like a stroke. They pinned me the, to the ground and then the, the ambulance came and I was in the hospital and I was there for five weeks. I, I realised that I couldn't do a, a full-time job so I went for partial retirement and I look at that and I couldn't do that. I'm going to go for ill health to time. I've built my life back up, but I feel I've got mixed emotions, good and bad. Take what they've got and, and cherish it. There's lots of different things with stroke survivors. So they've got tunnel vision and all sorts of... So give them time to talk to you and let them know what they're about. Hello, I'm Mark Goodyear, and this is Stroke Stories, the podcast that seeks out and hears from stroke survivors. Every year in the UK, there are about 150,000 strokes, more than one every five minutes. Most people affected are over 65, but anyone can have a stroke, including children and babies. For many, stroke happens suddenly, without warning, and often there's little time to prepare. It's important to remember also that every stroke and every recovery is different. In this episode, we'll hear from two stroke survivors. First, Tony Robson from Rowlands Gill, who suffered a stroke at the age of 55. Life for me was great. I had a job and had... The world was at my feet. I used to run. I was a chairman of the local run club. I'd got a new job just before I got a stroke, about nine days in. In the morning, I, I did the, the Good Friday release and I was chatting with, with other people from our club and I was having a great time. And I, I came back to the house with, with my wife and the two dogs and I was pottering around the house and I went to speak to my wife and I, that was it. And I had a stroke. And then... I was thrashing about and my son and his girlfriend came in and they, they said, it looks like a stroke. They pinned me the, to the ground and then the, the ambulance came and I was in the hospital and I was there for five weeks. I got out, uh, my wife came round and she talked to me 
and she persuaded me that life was worth living. I come out of the hospital in a wheelchair and I couldn't walk and I couldn't talk and I built myself up from there. Six months in, I started back at work, started on phase return. It was fairly new to me, it was a new job. All the other people want to, have to do a parked trucks. It's part for ties. And I stayed behind with the council. And I thought, this was going to be good for me. They got two other people to take my post. And they were doing good. We're fine without me. And I think my bosses, were, they're, they're, they're doing that out of a favour for me. And I soon never went back to work. I realised that I couldn't do a full-time job. So I went for partial retirement and I looked at that and I couldn't do that. I'm going to go for ill health retirement. I built my life bad up, but I feel I've got mixed emotions, good and bad. Tony also received at-home physiotherapy. They came to around my house. There was community health stroke team came round to my house. They took me out there to out a walk and they helped me. And the, the speech therapist still comes. I'm hoping to go on a course and learn to speak properly so I can see that was my thing. I was always full of chat. So I'm hoping I could get it back some way or form. And I joined the Newcastle group as well. They do sing on a Monday, and that's really good for me. The Sage Gate said, it's great. There's people on there that can't say two words, but they can sing, because it works a different part of your brain, and everybody's got lovely voices. My wife that was looking around for groups and stuff for me to do saw that the active strokes. And I, I come along to the swimming section, on a Tuesday morning, and I came along to that. That was good. They got sole use of the pool. That's good fun. And people chatting, meeting themselves, knowing, and that's, that's great. I go to the gym still, and I can't get a buzz from running anymore because I, I obviously can't do it. But I support the running club, and I'm still the chair of our, our local club. But they're keeping that post open for me. I'll hopefully get back in some way or form for next year. We've just had our AGM. That was good. I got up and said a few words, but the rest of the committee filled in for that. So that was good. Tony uses an aid to help him walk, which sometimes affects the way people around him act. It's not notice of disrespect of people, but people think that you're not there. Look, I, I, I am a person. I can tell them who I am. I want to say so much more, but I can't. But I'm hoping I'll get that back someday. There's some of us that's looking forward to the future. I've got two boys and I've got a lovely wife and I can't see the wood for the trees. I've got my family and and friends and stuff and I've got I've got to try and fill my days in I go to the singing on the Monday and the gates at stroke to meet for a walk 
on Tuesday morning. I go along to that. You can speak to people more openly. And they have a club here on a Friday night. That's quite good as well. It lets people speak to others. I hope to get involved in other stroke persons to give them a bit bit hope. I would love to be able to tell them how it is. Because it's not the same for everybody. They always seem to pay the good side of the the stroke person. Saying it like, I was up and run and I had a stroke and six months later I'm I'm back where I am. But it's not the, the same some people do depend on on all walks of life. There's all different types of strokes and different things. Like, I, I think I got it quite bad because I've struggled to walk. Like, if I get involved with it, the gates of strokes, they're going to offer um, things for people to do, like volunteer and the chopper woods and things like that. Because you can volunteer in loads of forms. You can help just by talking to people. It's good. It's surprising how many people feel isolated. So I think it's good to hear your voice and speak to people. Make them feel like they're not alone. And although Tony did receive physio, it was only for six months. A lot of the walking, I didn't get so much of that when I came out of They came once, twice a week, and then got about six months, and then they had to move on to the next person. I think that they should stick with the people more and encourage them more to, to walk. When I came for the hospital, the doctor said, walk, and that's what I do. I walk my dog, and that's what helps me. I go and chuckle woods and I see the trees and stuff like that and that really helps me get my thoughts together. You've got to keep moving and keep your sights focused. There's so many people behind us and if you just take what they've got and, and, and cherish it. There's lots of different things with stroke survivors. So they've got tunnel vision and all sorts of... So give them time to talk to you and let them know what they're about. Although Tony had to leave his job and give up running completely, he still manages to keep himself active and is hoping to begin jogging again in the near future. Still to come on Stroke Stories. I'd literally just finished icing the last cake and I said to wash that and I said to my husband, that's it. I'm going to go and sit down, watch television. And I walked into the lounge, I sat down, picked up the remote and it fell out of my hand. I just shouted to my husband, the remote won't work, you know, sort of thing. I can remember him coming into me and saying to me, put your hands out. But that's all I can remember. Next thing I remember was being in hospital. That was, what, 16th of December, I came out at the end of February. When I went in there, I did have an ulcer, so they wouldn't let me get out of the bed because of the ulcer they couldn't stop it weeping so a lot of my time I was just stuck in bed which was horrendous really at talk we work on a one-to-one basis it's a social couple of hours we play games and all that sort of thing but you each recoverer needs a volunteer because the two of you work together because the recoverer can't necessarily talk or say what he wants to say 
but I can relate to it. There is help out there. You've got to find it. It all comes down to you. You know, if I hadn't gone up to Isha to see what I could do volunteering, I would never have found talk. A second stroke survivor in this episode, Rona Williams from Walton-on-Thames in Surrey, who suffered a stroke at the age of 64. I had a full life. I used to do lots of things. My husband and I used to travel. We would, used to go away. We looked after the grandchildren. And I was forever going to different child's house to either see something in or do something. It was quite full. Between us, we had five children and ten grandchildren. And we used to look after two, three days a week. We holidayed when they were at school and that was it. It was 16th of December. I used to make cakes for all the kids. I'd literally just finished icing the last cake. And I said to wash that and I said to my husband, that's it. I'm going to go and sit down, watch television. And I walked into the lounge. I sat down, picked up the remote and it fell out of my hand. I just shouted to my husband, the remote won't work, you know, sort of thing. I can remember him coming into me and saying to me, put your hands out. But that's all I can remember. Next thing I remember was being in hospital. That was, what, 16th of December, I came out at the end of February. When I went in there, I did have an ulcer, so they wouldn't let me get out of the bed because of the ulcer. They couldn't stop it weeping. So a lot of my time I was just stuck in bed, which was horrendous, really. That's all I can remember. And sort of, eventually, I used to be able to get into a wheelchair to walk, to get across to see the corridor. I was in Ashford by then, and see my husband come in, and that was it, really. But it just seemed to go on and on. Don't remember anything about Christmas that year. I was excited. I wanted to get home to my husband. I really did. I was taken home in a wheelchair, and I had a commode to wheel me around because obviously doors aren't wide enough for a wheelchair. We didn't alter doors. You know, they weren't altered. So the only thing I could get through in was the commode. My husband used to push me around in the commode. And that's all I can really remember. Rona's been able to keep busy volunteering for a local stroke organisation. I do voluntary work with talk. That's people that have had a stroke and can't talk. I went to a volunteer place and I said, but is there something I can do? I said, I can't stand too long. So I couldn't work in a shop or anything. And they gave me two or three suggestions. One was working in an office and the other one was visiting people at home that can't get out. And I said, I would love to do that. I said, but I don't know what their steps are like to get in. And I don't know if they've got a chair I can sit in. So in the end, they've come up with talk, which is a first stroke. And it's at the day centre. So they've got chairs with arms so I can sit down and get up and I understand where they're coming from I'd quite enjoy it really at talk we work on a one-to-one basis it's a social couple of hours we play games and all that sort of thing but you each recoverer needs a volunteer because the two of you work together because the recoverer can't necessarily talk or say what he wants to say but I can relate to it it's helped me and apparently I've helped lots of people there too which It makes me feel good that I've helped somebody else. I'm still useful. And she's also become involved with the Walton-on-Thames Stroke Group. That's helped me as well because she's got a physio out the back. Obviously, it's not talking I have a problem with. It's the strength in my leg and my arm. Or getting my arm to do what I want it to do. 
because sometimes my children used to laugh because I'd pass them something, then I'd go off and look somewhere else and I'd forget to let go of my hand, whatever it was I was passing to them. So they say, Mum, let go, Mum, let go, <laughs> because my left hand doesn't always do what I want it to do. So going to this physio does help me with that. When my husband died, I went there for counselling and they have a social group that meets once a month. They might go out for a meal or something and they can look after me. They don't really look after me, but I feel I've got someone else there that understands my problem. Every year we have a volunteer's session just generally talking about what we're doing and the aspects of volunteering. And it was interesting, they were talking about the, the left side of the head works the right side of the body and such like. The numerical side is the opposite way. So that's why my numbers have gone QF. I'm going back now. I'll go back to my father. And he had lots of minor strokes. Now, he could have a full-scap piece of paper with pounds, shillings, pence and halfpennies. And he could go top to bottom and then write the, whole, the total in straight bang. And I couldn't understand why he stopped scoring when we played cards. Now I understand it was all the little strokes he had had affected his adding up. Rona initially found it difficult to adapt to life after stroke. I was the go-to person. I wasn't the I-need-help person. I find very difficult to ask for help. I, I, I struggle. When, I'm, when I need help, I don't ask. And it takes somebody to see me. If I do ask for help, I can't ask that person again. So if I haven't got lots of friends, I can't, where do I go? Before my husband died, I'd got permission from the opticians because you know, I could see all round. And my consultant had said I could drive. There's no reason. But my husband had said to me, why are you going to drive? What are you going to do when you get there? Which is the problem. But if I go down to Morrison's, I can take my little wheelie up to the top into Morrison's. I can then borrow their scooter, go around, do the shopping, put it in some baskets when I come back out and go down to my car and I'm, you know, home. It's easy. If I was without the car, I don't know what I'd do if I lost that. There is help out there. You've got to find it. It all comes down to you. You know, if I hadn't gone up to Isha to see what I could do volunteering, I would never have found talk. Rona has had an incredibly tough few years following her stroke and the passing of her husband. But she hasn't let that stop her living a fulfilling life and is dedicated to helping out at her local stroke support groups. Please do subscribe to the podcast on your preferred provider. Please also rate and comment on the episodes to help us spread the word. And if you are or you know of a stroke survivor and have a story to share, please contact us via Twitter or Instagram. Our DMs are open. The Stroke Stories podcast was produced by Aidan Judd. I'm Mark Goodyear. Thank you for listening. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. 
Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. <laughs> 